welcome back once again to uh, season four here of Be Bolder. As we talked about last week, we're talking about four major pillars in our lives, our mental health, physical health, spiritual health, whatever that's going to mean to you, and financial health. And today we are going to talk all about financial health and financial wellness and why that's so important to you and making decisions every day for your business. And I am joined here by Dan Schlein. Dan, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Because I will never do you justice the way that you will. So please tell the audience all about you. Sure. So well, first off, I appreciate you guys having me today. I always love talking strategy, talking about financial wellness overall. Um, my name is Dan Schlein. I partner with a company called the Alliance Advisor Group. I've been with them a little over five years in the industry, a little over seven um, and really just over the years of giving as much knowledge and learning as much as I can personally, been portraying that um, and coaching other people on this overall strategy when it comes to their money, feeling good and confident around money decisions, just overall kind of taking a deep breath and relaxing when it comes to money instead of really being uptight and stressed out and not knowing if you're going to make it, especially if people starting businesses, et cetera. So it's been an awesome journey. And as I'm just consistently growing myself, it's been it's been awesome to grow a team and serve a lot of other people in the community. So, right, because you have a team now, too. I mean, when you and I first met years ago, I think it was just you at the time with your advisory group. So how many people are on your team now? Yeah, so I, I have um, um, a couple of different staff people and a couple of associates. So we're going on uh, four, almost five very right. soon. Um yeah, and outside of that, I've also partnered with a couple of different um, companies to really help serve them in a couple of different ways and started to kind of grow um, some companies in the area. So it's been probably since the day I met you multiple years ago when COVID kind of hit, uh, it's been a big progression and yes. just a big learning experience. So it's been, um, it's been pretty cool. Sure. So you're kind of experiencing then what some of our listeners maybe are experiencing. You know, you're building the plane while you're flying it <laughs> in terms of building your business, making sure you're allocating resources appropriately. Is that, is that a fair statement? Yeah, it's, um, we're, we've been flying, we've been off the ground for a while and, and things are maybe not working the best and we got to kind of move as quick as possible, make changes, um, whether that's with process, whether that's with money decisions, whether that's with a person, maybe a hire um, strategy, et cetera, 100%. Yeah. So I guess then you can probably speak pretty well to the topic of thinking about, you know, financial wellness while you're building a business. And so um, why don't you talk to us a little bit about first, how do you think about financial health for someone? Walk us through, you know, how you start to create a strategy for them and what people can maybe think about. Yeah. So I think just wellness in general, um, different parts of it, whether it's fitness, whether it's health, whether it's mindset, whether it's um, financially, all those go together in a lot of different ways. Because for example, if you don't have any money or you're stressed about money and maybe the business isn't going the right way, it, you're probably not going to be working out a lot. You're probably not going to be eating right. And it's probably going to go all in the wrong direction. So I like to look at this very similar to you guys, very holistically. Because a lot of them lead into each other. Like I can't coach my clients and people in my world to the best of my abilities. And my team can't serve those people if they're not serving themselves first. 
Mm -hmm. So the things like meditation and workouts and eating well and movement and um, so many other things lead right into a lot of the strategy that I'm going to bring to the table from a financial wellness perspective. Um, but yes, when I'm having conversations, whether it's with an entrepreneur, just starting a business, um, just starting to think about the, that type of stuff, whether they're working nine to five and they're like, Hey, I really want to go into this business or I have this side gig or whatever it is. I really take a full step back and learn about the person as much as possible. Mm -hmm. um, I find that people value money differently. Everybody's got different goals around money. Um, and overall, if I can't pair that to some of the strategies and some of the things I'm going to coach on or talk about, um, then maybe I'm not the right fit for that person. So I always look and say like, hey, Lindsay, like, tell me about yourself. Like, what, what are, what are, oh, you're like, oh yeah, I suck with money. Okay, cool. Like, what are, what are some things that's happened in your, um, in your past and so on and so forth. So I try to get to know the person as much as possible because that helps me and also helps them kind of categorize how we're going to approach this. Um, sure. That's interesting. So, um, you know, sometimes I, I read the read books about, you know, abundance and the way people think about different things in their lives. And a lot of times I see people, at least the books anyway, talk about people who are struggling with, you know, financial health overall. And you said, oh, like, you know, what if someone sucks with money? How do you kind of manage through that? Because obviously you need money to grow a business in some capacity, right? Like you can solve problems in a business two ways, revenue or investment. That, that cash will solve those problems, generally speaking, assuming you have a functional entity. So what, how, what do you talk to people about that? What, and how do you get them away from a mindset of, hey, I suck at this to a mindset of, hey, like I can do this and I can follow this plan and it's gonna be great. Yeah, a great question. And honestly, a lot of people I might run into are very like, hey, I got this business that's running, but they're crazy stressed out. They're like, I've always been in debt. I've all, like, I'm not good at this. My mind is very like warped in the wrong direction around money. And I think to learn the core of it helps. Um, sure. Like, where did it start? Where did it stem from? And then honestly, it's, it's a, I play like a game, like a kind of a foreshadow game. Let's look a little bit in the future. If we got to this point, how would we feel about that? And what are some of the things you think we should do along the way? So I'll try to get to more self-discover because when people self-discover, they tend to actually own it, feel it, want to make it change around it. And in that capacity, so I'll give an example. Um, I met with somebody the other day, started a business, and overall, as they're growing their team, is just stress. They have a million hats on. There's yeah. a lot of different things going on. And they're in a lot of debt. Their cash flow is okay. And they're making some good money and they're doing some great stuff for the community and their team's great, but like they're just getting pulled down by this debt, whether it's good or bad, I'm not going to get into it in that specific reason, but they're just overall stressed about it. And I got them to kind of think a little bit differently about how the debt's working because a lot of it was helping them. It was debt that was necessary. It was debt that actually was going to work with them to grow quicker and do the things they wanted to do. And we had to get them out of that first mindset because then we're taking some of the cash flow to not only get rid of some of the debt that's unwanted there, but also grow into the other direction. Sure. So there's a lot of a mindset shift that has to happen. I can't say, hey, here's a strategy. And you say to me, well, this still stresses me out. I don't want to do anything about it. Like I got to get you to that point first. Yeah. Um, so I try to get to the core, take a step back, get them to think a little bit differently about it. Um, and once I usually tell a story or two, 
maybe they're in a different frame of mind to then take in some of the advice and coaching we might go through. Next. Right. And so how often do you end up meeting with people or how frequently do they, do you recommend that they meet with someone like yourself when they're thinking about creating a strategy, creating a plan and then implementing it? Yeah. So my process is anywhere from three to five meetings up front. Um, so that could look like a, honestly, just open discussion could be meeting one. Then maybe I need some documents and we're maybe going over some rules and some strategy. Then we're looking at, okay, today, this is what's going on. This is what we're going to do moving forward. And it might take, um, we might go over different things like insurance planning. We might talk about investments and debt and so on and so forth. And just overall strategy up front, make sure that their home's in order, their business finances are in order. Um, and we might present a plan and start to implement things depending on the person. After that, I always say it depends. Minimum, absolute minimum once a year, upwards of monthly if we need that. Most of my clients are in the twice a year to quarterly um, because it's, it's one of those things where you might be thinking about it every day, but not everything's changing. You didn't right. just acquire another business, had three kids, got married, bought a house, got like, that doesn't all happen in one day. Yeah. So there's a lot of like, as things are starting to change, hey, I'm about to grow my family or I'm about to add some teammates to my, to my company. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, let's talk about that. Let's sit down and look what that's going to look like. Is there an exit strategy? Is there all these different things that we can, we can go down in different directions with? And that's also another reason why I partnered with my company and my um, team is being built because I'm not always going to be an expert in every single thing, business planning and personal planning. But I'm hoping that we're pretty close to having people in place where we can talk about, um, we call we call our, our tax partners, we call you guys when it comes to some of the certain questions we might have. And if it's a certain topic, we can always at least point you in the right direction or strategize with you with another maybe team member as well. Right. So one of the things you were talking about is, hey, you know, getting home finances in order and business finances in order. And so some of the things I've seen in lifetimes past are, you know, maybe a business is going great, but someone's personal life, be it financial or otherwise, is not going great. And it starts to impact the business negatively, especially if they have financial trouble at home. And then how do they think about making decisions in the business? So one, have you seen that? And then two, if you have, I'm assuming you have, um, how do you kind of coach people through some of that and get them to start thinking like, hey, you've got to get this bucket in order because it's impacting the rest of your life external. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say almost all <laughs> of the people I meet with have some sort of that, whether it's positive or negative, sure. that doesn't make a difference. But because as you know, just working with a lot of these people and as I'm, I'm learning and learning and learning is... I'll give you an example. If I'm married with, I don't know, three kids and I have a business that's generating income for my whole family, that's not just the business. Now we're talking about my family too. So there's yeah. one entity that's driving everything Yeah. from a dollar standpoint. We know that finances are important in a lot of people's world. So that being said, in that example, everything's kind of got to be in order for you to have that peace of mind. And I usually look I think most of the time it makes sense to go business first um, because that's the core of the income that's coming in. Sure. But in certain situations where it's my wife's up or spouse is up or I'm up every night, um, husband, whatever it is that 
like can't sleep because of this stuff, maybe we start with the personal. It really depends on the person and the situation. Sure. But at the end of the day, they usually intertwine like a lot, like so many different ways. Because yeah. another example is when someone's exiting a business, let's say for, I don't know, they were in this business for 10 years. It was all their money. It was everything that's happening. Well, I want to go retire now. And I got the so-called I don't know, millions of dollars that's in this business. I don't really have much else. I was banking on this to work out. I used all my resources, everything I'm doing. And now I have to sell this successfully, take money out, bring it over to my family and then drive income from it, cash flow from it. So there's a lot of parts and steps and ways to do this. Now we got a tax conversation. Now we got an estate planning conversation and so on and so forth. We want to make sure it's some way, shape or form they're intertwined a little bit because they always are. Like there's like, if there's not a, I'm not going to get into depth of this, but I know you know a lot about like buy sell agreements and different things like that. Like if those aren't in place now, we're either screwing families over or not setting our family up correctly um, because we just didn't have a simple document in place that maybe is funded the correct way. So I don't want to go down rabbit holes here. There's a lot that goes into it. It's a lot of emotion because you're talking about if this fails, now our family doesn't have any money and i the 20 employees I have now don't have a job. So let's strategize correctly. Right. Look at this the right way to move forward. So. Right. And I think having a plan is the, is the biggest piece of it. Right. So kind of staying on this topic, because I think it's something I've seen in, in lifetimes past with, you know, different clients and whatever, you know, they just can't seem to write their home ship and they are literally just sucking money out of, you know, maybe the entities that they have or, you know, and selling off assets that they have. How do you help someone create a plan in that regard? Is that a, because usually it's a cash flow problem in their personal life. So it's probably some conversations and some plans that need to be put into place, but I'm curious about your thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, that's a, that one hit me close. That just happened. I just worked with somebody like the other day on this. It's an ongoing discussion. Naturally, it's not a tomorrow yeah. fix. Um, what I will say, and, and everybody listening, a lot of your challenges with money have to do with your cash flow. It doesn't have to do with your debt problem. That problem is probably because of cash flow challenges. <laughs> um, not understanding where to put it, how to manage it, all that stuff. It literally starts usually with. Um, I would say two, two of the biggest things that happens in your world that you're not, if there's challenges happening is you don't understand your cash flow and you're not working with that to your advantage, um, having the right systems in place, et cetera. And the protection, I call that the roof. If you're not protected against huge liabilities that can come up in lots of different ways, whether that's, um, I don't know, car accident, getting sued, premature death, maybe an injury, disability, so on and so forth. If you're not protected against that stuff and you don't understand your cash flow, you're setting yourself up for failure. So those are the two big topics I would say. If we talked about nothing else, I didn't even tell you how to grow your money. I didn't even tell you how to do anything but those two strategies. You'd probably be in pretty good shape. Right. Um, so to answer your question, when it's really, really, uh, let's call it brutal, that you're just spending all your money, you're draining your assets, like your businesses, to live personally and maybe your life's a little more than it should be, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. Um, it's, it starts with that person realizing it, like to the point of change. So just like me saying, hey, I'm, I'm up a couple pounds until it hurts enough, 
And I'm like, wow, I need to drop that. I'm going to make a change. There's nothing I could do about it. Right. It's got to be like, hey, I could probably help. But if you don't give me the documents, we're not talking about it. If you're not open-minded to change and you're coachable, et cetera, it's very, very difficult. Um, but if that person is willing to make a change, they know that they've, they, they literally come to me with, Hey, I have a problem. I'm literally draining my business to spend money. Like it, it'll take time to get there. No, one's just going to be like, I'm ready today, Dan. I met you today. Let's do it. But after building rapport and maybe talking with them for months or maybe a couple of years, they finally get to that point. That's when we could take a step back. Maybe we restructure that. Maybe it's helping them understand cash flow and save more money or invest in different ways. And just kind of digging out together. Yeah. I can't do that for you. I can hold, I can build you a plan, show you the best ways to do it and hold you accountable, but I can't go take the shovel with you in the trenches and pay your right. credit cards for you. This is not going to happen. Um, right. So I always tell people that like, I'm I like any other like financial advisor or coach or people there to help as much as possible. I'm going to give it my all, but if you're not going to make the change, there's nothing I can do about it. Right. Exactly. And, uh, a lot of times that's what people need to realize. It's like anything, right? Like if you have a mental health issue until you're ready to deal with it and you face your demons, you're not going to deal with it. And finances are the same thing, but I would say like, I've seen finances drive mental health issues. I've seen them drive physical health issues. Right. So that's why we, you know, at, at be bold, think, man, like what, a what an important topic and pillar that we have to think about in our lives. So, um, you know, what I think, I think everyone's kind of heard here is, a, you know, a failure to plan is a plan to fail. But if you have a plan, even if you're sort of digging out of the trenches, like in that just example that you just had, at least you have a plan, right? And so if you stick to the plan and trust the process, it's going to work. It's dollars and cents. It's addition and subtraction. A little bit of multiplication. Oh. <laughs> give or take, give or take. <laughs> but mostly that, right? And so, um, you know, I think a lot of people in society are instant gratification type of folks, right? Um, so what do you tell people in terms of expectations when you're giving them a plan or you're establishing something? Because you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. And if you're a hot mess financially, that's not going to be fixed in a day either. <laughs> I think one of the most important parts of our my conversation with clients and, and people I work with and coach and, and so on and so forth is the word expectation. So if I'm sitting down with somebody who maybe is a, let's call it a train wreck, who's just spending all the money <laughs> and all this stuff. And I say to them, hey, tomorrow, you're going to be in the best mindset ever because it's all going to be done. One, that's a lie because that's not going to happen. <laughs> Two, the expectation is they're, they're ready to get up tomorrow and everything's fixed. And so I might say, you know what? And I'm pretty, pretty damn blunt, if you ask me, which is ironic because. Uh, oh, my. <laughs> um, but I, I just am in general. Like I said, hey, someone like that, this is how it's going to work. If you give me 100% in a couple of years, you're going to be in a great spot. If you give me 50, this is never going to work. Sure. Or I'm like, you know what? I think in a month we can make this, just this change, this change. Let's get more information on this. And I can see us within six weeks to two months being in a really solid spot to then hit that those goals we talked about. Sure. To then realign and add those employees you talked about or restructure or bring another partner on or add another coach or whatever it is. 
um, expectations is huge. So based on the situation, I'm like very straightforward on that. Yeah. And I tell people a lot up front, there's a lot of homework up front. There's hard work to be done because we're making changes here. You're going from not understanding your cash flow to understanding it and making great changes. You're going from not having a roof over your, your, your house or your business to having a full on roof that's built in there, the AC unit, the heat, like we're putting all the great stuff in the house. We're building this with, with together. Sure. So there is some upfront work and there will be phone calls back and forth and different things with my team because we're going to need certain things from you and you're going to need certain things from us. So I'm right. very transparent in that. Um, so when people are like overly stressed, and I know they're not going to give me any of this information. I say, Hey, let's, let's time out. Let's take a step back. Why don't I come to you and we'll do it together or sure. Hey, let's wait till this happens. But I hate put, kicking the can down the road because I think things don't actually change then. No. Um, so I, I try that as much as possible. The other thing that you, when you were explaining and before you asked that question that would just popped into my mind is a lot of people feel alone when they're a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, whatever, whatever you want to call it, when they're building a business, because they have like 27 hats on. Yes. And what I always talk to them about is I've seen this firsthand. I'm actually a part of um, a company now as a partner that he was doing everything on his own, everything, like okay. to the point of like every email that was coming in, he was answering. He built a huge team and he was still doing it. Okay. And so when I see solopreneurs or entrepreneurs thinking they're alone, um, they need to take a deep breath and figure out who can help take things off their plate. Yeah. So calling you, Lindsay, to be like, hey, I have X, Y, and Z question. I need help here, here, and here would be part number one because you probably can point them in different directions. Like, well, you should probably talk to Dan. You should probably talk to my teammate about this because you want a lot of that off your plate. Yeah. because it's bringing you stress, especially if you're not good at it or hate doing it. That's like the first things I look at. Okay. Stay in your strength, stay in your lane. Um, early on, you got to wear those hats for a little bit, but then it's make those changes, make, have, have coaches, have accountability partners, have friends, family, people to call because you're going to be in the rut a lot. If you don't have people to pick you up and keep you going, you're going to quit before you can actually succeed because it's a hard transition going from an idea to some of the business stuff but if you have a core group around you like yourself me other great people you got way more ability to succeed you have now bigger capacity you have a lot more um, upside what you're doing that your downside will stop a lot quicker um, so on and so forth so I just wanted to add that in there because I've seen a lot of people think that they're on their own actually act like they're on their own and then fail because it's really, really, really tough to succeed in all these areas you guys sure. are talking about on your own, without coaches, without mental health counselors and therapists and all these other things in your world. It's difficult. Like mm -hmm. you do what you do amazing and I do what I do pretty well. And if you have us on your team, now you just took things off your plate that we're going to work with you. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to articulate that because I've seen that more in the last few months of people with all these hats on by themselves. And I'm like, Hey, like, let me introduce you to a couple of people. So you're not on your own anymore. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of, I mean, a lot of times running a business, right. is like raising a child. It takes a village. It's not one person. 
It's just not the reality of it. I mean, you're, and you can do that, but you're just going to cap out because you only have so many hours in a day and you can only do so many things. So by definition, you have to figure out how to delegate things. And some of those things cost money, but that's okay because it helps you make exponentially more money. That's fine. But again, you need a plan on how to do that. And you need to figure out ways where it's not stressing you out so much and, you know, crushing your soul instead. It's allowing you to ultimately you know, work on your business as opposed to in your business and like have all the things that you probably want every day or have been striving for. Right. So super yeah. interesting. So if you could give, um, I would only ask for two, two pro tips of things that people could start to do sooner rather than later to kind of get themselves in order or get their ducks in a row, what would you tell them to do? Two pro tips. One popped in my head pretty quickly. The second one might need a minute. Um, the first one has to do with cash flow. And when I, as I explain this, um, I'm going to keep it simple and say, pay yourselves first when it comes to cash flows. What I mean by that is understand that, like your family and your life, you don't have to, you don't have to go and not live and go into a crap ton of debt and stress. You can pay yourself what you need to live and survive and stuff and then take the rest and build your business and do a lot there. Because I see a lot of people, you're not going to succeed in business if your whole entire family is going to crap and you're in this huge debt situation. So whether it's personal finance or business finance, understand what the money looks like. Like understand your cash flow. Whether someone's a, you have a bookkeeper, CPA, myself, whatever, working with you on that type of stuff, understand what's coming in and out. I think debits and credits also on the pay yourself first. Just understand what that looks like. Because a lot of people look at, a good example is I was working with a company and they're doing about $150,000 a month in gross revenue. So top, top dollar revenue. And they're realizing like, holy crap, that's so much money, right? That's like amazing for someone just starting a business. That's pretty good. And coming from like only a couple thousand a month, they're now got right. 150,000. That's decent money. Like, but yeah. all of a sudden, they didn't realize what was coming out. Taxes, oh. paying people, benefits, holy list of items. Yeah. You're in the zero to negative almost every month, but they sell 150 and it's a party. Yeah. And so understanding just that bottom line, hey, let's let's get down to that, that, um, that nitty gritty. Let's get down to that bottom line and see what that looks like. Then we can make changes. We have, and it's looking really, really bright. But- at first it was like, wait a second. I had no idea what that was looking like. I just thought it was good. Um, so when we actually broke down, it was actually not good at all. Um, Cause of the, it was just scale to scale, not the efficiency around it. So now it's efficient. It's running differently. It's working better. Everybody's happy, et cetera. Um, so that would be the first one is pay yourself first. Personal finance wise, that's exactly what I would do. If you're paying yourself, like make sure you're going to save and have money and access to that, protect your family, et cetera. Um, that would be pro tip one. Pro tip two, this actually might come before that, is understand what your risks are. And what I mean by that um, is a lot of people like to build the companies and build wealth and put all their money in all these great places, but they don't understand what can get in the way of that consistency of doing that. Right. I just had somebody... Um, this is 
emotional story. But anyways, I just had somebody basically pay. Um, someone told them before they met me to pay up all their debt as quick as possible. Do as much as you possibly can. Don't even save, just get rid of it. Like here's your year plan to get out of debt. One, I, I usually am not a let's do that type of person. There's other ways we can strategize around it, but that's okay. Well, and not all debt is bad debt. Like, <laughs> yeah. So what ended up happening eight months in, they're like 70 to 80% out of this debt that they were coached on to, to get rid of. One of the spouses got cancer. Oh, Jesus. Oh. And um, what ended up happening there was went into like thousands and thousands of oh, dollars yeah. of medical bills naturally. Got past it at the time, got through it, which was great, chemo and so on and so forth. But what ended up happening was she's in like quadruple the amount of debt now. So now I'm like, what are you going to do the same thing and go like pay off her debt as quick as possible? She's not great at saving. Um, and he wasn't either. So we took a step back. And we said, you know what? Let's figure out what risks can come in play to help that. They didn't have sufficient health insurance at the time. There, there wasn't any long-term or short-term disability coverage or income protection in play. Um, at the time, there wasn't any life insurance in play with all that stuff. And now she can't get it at all. And he can't either because something yeah. happened in his world. And they didn't have the right liability coverage. They didn't have estate documents in order. One of them owned a business. The other one was about to start a business. It was a pretty awesome idea. So on and so forth. So as I digress in the story, it's imperative to understand what risks are out there, whether it's injury, sickness, lawsuit. Lawsuit in business is massive. Um, liability over some of the things that can happen. Someone slips and falls in your, in your, in your business. You got a, you got a problem. Um, and so on. So there's taxes going up, inflation. Like There's a lot, a lot, a lot of risks. But there's lots of easy, simple, quick ways to sure. mitigate a lot of them. Like a good example in your world, but like in the estate world, let's say you didn't have a will um, or healthcare proxy power of attorney trust, all those things set up and something happens to the family or the business or whatever. And maybe it's not articulated in the right way in, in other, other documents or the beneficiary is wrong or whatever it is. And they're not going to the right places, didn't go to the right kids, didn't go to the right partners, whatever. Um, you got yourself a huge crap storm or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Without me swearing. Um, you can swear. I don't know. It's, 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 a, it's a shit show. So pro tip one, pay yourself first. Pro tip two, understand your risks and try to mitigate them as quick and simply as possible. Awesome. Well, I love that. Well, with those two things, uh, we'll wrap here today. But uh, Dan, thank you so much for joining us and kind of talking about finance in a very holistic wellness sort of way, because it really does connect into the other three pillars of mental health, physical health and spiritual health that we talk about every day. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. This was super helpful. And um, we'll definitely drop your contact information in the notes so people can know how to reach you. But any, any last words of wisdom before we sign off here today? No, I think it was a great discussion. I think overall, um, my one piece, I guess my one piece of advice would be ask for help. Yeah. Um, you're not, you're not in this alone. You're starting a business or you're in a business. So you've been in a business for a while and you, you want to make different moves. Talk to people about it. Get, build yourself a, a small board of directors between Lindsay and myself and other people that can help in these, in these different arenas. Um, Cause that'll get you to the strongest possible mental health, spiritual health. Um, overall, you'll feel amazing financially, everything like that. So 
um, you're not in this alone. Ask for help if you need it. And I appreciate the, the time we gave today and um, hopefully, hopefully I'll see you guys soon. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks so much. And as always, don't forget, don't just be bold, be bolder.